So I would say the biggest thing for me in these seasons of change and the struggles and the depths of despair that I've been in is I have, um, I, I, I kind of listened to a lot of people's opinions of mm -hmm. how I should live my life as, as I was growing my business and moving away. I, I lost a lot of people in my life. And um, so I kind of doubted myself and didn't always have the, the worthiness and confidence that you see right here now. Right. And uh, so it took a lot of internal work, a lot of a, a lot of work to get to where I am today, um, to stand up powerfully and share a message that is unapologetically um, just powerful mm -hmm. to be able to affect the world and not be not feel judged or um, like I have to do something or fit in a box somewhere. So yeah, it's been a powerful journey. Well, hello and welcome back to Push To Be More. I'm your host, Matt Edmondson, and we're about to dive into yet another deep exploration of what truly fuels the journey of life. And joining me today, I have the wonderful Crystal Law Cruz from Cruise Beyond Limix Consulting. Uh, we'll be delving into her unique life experiences, the hurdles she has had to push through, the way she recharges her batteries, and what steps uh, Crystal Laura is taking to be more. Oh, yes. Now, don't forget, you can find all of the detailed show notes and a complete transcript of our conversation over on the website, pushtobemore.com. And whilst you're there, why not sign up for our newsletter? And each week, we'll zip all of the shows, insights, links, and goodies direct to your inbox absolutely free, which is cool. Absolutely cool. Now, this episode is brought to you by Orion Media, the master architects of the podcasting world. You see, here at Orion, we don't just make podcasts, we help you start movements. Oh, yes, build communities and take your business to levels you've only ever really dreamed of when it comes to marketing. How? Well, imagine having a space where your voice doesn't just reach, but resonates. Imagine turning conversations into connections, listeners into community members, and ideas into industry-shaking impacts. I'm loving this language, by the way. Uh, it's the power of podcasting that I have personally experienced. But here's a catch. Podcasting isn't always smooth sailing. Setting up, dealing with tech issues, figuring out distribution, strategizing. These can all be tough. But what if you could focus on what you love, connecting with the audience and leave the rest to the experts? Well, that's where Orion Media comes into play. They're not just a company. They're your podcasting partner, your guides to this podcasting journey from conception to growth. They're with you every step of the way, turning, uh, tuning, should I say, yeah, your voice into, well, into you, into a podcasting pro. Now, if you're curious about how podcasting can become your secret marketing weapon, find out more at orionmedia.com. That's A-U-R-I-O-N media.com. And of course, we will have them linked on the website. Uh, but that's the show sponsor with our new show sponsor script uh, it seems like we're getting into these new scripts which is great uh, so let's talk about today's show guests oh yes 
Rev up your spirits for Crystal Aura Cruise, a whirlwind of energy, resilience, and motivation. This 21-year U.S. Air Force veteran, former NFL cheerleader, and 26th-time marathoner uh, is also a master of resilience, bouncing back from military service, cancer, and being wheelchair-bound to excel as a professional athlete and entrepreneur. I mean, (laughs) that's awesome. Now, whether she's crafting a motivational speech, penning a powerful book, or coaching for fitness and leadership, Crystal Laura's mission is clear, to ignite everyone, uh, the will to hashtag cruise beyond limits, prioritizing their health for just 34 precious minutes a day. That's got to be... Uh, Crystal Law, one of the most extraordinary bios I've read for a long time. How are we doing? And thank you for joining me on the show. I'm excited to have you. Oh, it's such an honor, man. Thank you so much for that great intro. It's just, I'm super excited for this conversation. No, it's great to have you here. It's great. And there's so many questions I already have (laughs) just from that short intro. But before we jump into it, um, as you know, this show is brought to you by Orion Media, who are experts in making podcasting dreams uh, for business leaders, making you know these sort of marketing dreams come true. So I'm kind of curious, Chris Laura, if you had a podcast and you could have anybody as a guest on your show from the past or the present, the only caveat is that they have had to have had a huge impact on your own life. Who would be, who would, who would you choose to share the mic with and why? Well, besides you, Matt, uh, it would have to be. <laughs> Such a smooth talker already. I'm loving this. <laughs> <laughs> I already got the huge honor of the best uh, intro you've ever heard. So why not have you back on my show when my podcast uh, does sure. air? It's actually happening this year. So Oh, fantastic. What's the podcast called? Uh, Do we know? Not yet. I'm still working okay. a couple angles, so still working. But oh, exciting. I'll keep you posted. Yeah, defo, defo. So um, the person that I would love to have on my show is the dearest uh, former NFL uh, is uh, Trent Shelton. So he has made such an impact. He has been a leader and a mentor in my life, uh, helped me uh, in the darkest of times, and through podcasting is really, he was one of the first um, podcasts that I started listening to okay. about what, six or seven years ago now. And uh, so he's made a tremendous impact in my life. So, uh, in what way, can I ask, has he made a tremendous impact on your life? So I would say the biggest thing for me in the seasons of change and the struggles and the depths of despair that I've been in is I have, um, I, I, I kind of, listen to a lot of people's opinions of mm-hmm. how I should live my life as, as I was growing my business and moving away, I, I lost a lot of people in my life. And um, so I kind of doubted myself and didn't always have the, the worthiness and confidence that you see right here now. Right. And uh, so it took a lot of internal work, a lot of, a, a lot of work to get to where I am today um, to stand up powerfully and share a message that is unapologetically um, just powerful mm-hmm. to be able to impact the world and not be, not feel judged or um, like I have to do something or fit in a box somewhere. So yeah, it's been a powerful journey. Wow. Well, well, let's start there. So the powerful message then um, that you've sort of worked on and feel like you have to share, let's start there. What is that message? Uh, let's jump straight into it. <laughs> 
Yeah. So right into the message. Well, as the intro had shared um, that I'm really on a mission to help empower every person put themselves and their health first for just 34 minutes a day to reduce the stress and overwhelm of life and live a more fulfilling life. And it really starts with a heart-centered leadership message, right? Mm -hmm. It's like we want to pour into everyone and everything else. And I'm a recovering perfectionist and people pleaser. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> it's no wonder why I, I kind of hurt. I listen to a lot of other people's opinions, um, other people's thoughts of how I should live my life. Yeah, I needed to fit in certain boxes to look a certain way and act a certain way and check my feelings and emotions at the door. And so for a long time, I just, I, I kind of listened to a lot of that and stepping into the power of entrepreneurship really opened up a lot of layers of what could be possible for what really is that Crystal Laura wants, like, who is she? And so back to the 34 minutes a day, many times as servant leaders, whether we're in the military, um, maybe mothers, caretakers, or even business owners or aspiring business owners, many times our other people's priorities and other people's schedules can take the front seat and our health and wellness can take a back seat. Right. And I found myself um, a couple times in my life with my health and wellness taking a back seat. And so I have vowed to make sure that I help empower those to create the habits and the healthy uh, mindset to be able to put yourself and your health first so you can pour into everyone and everything else. It's a you first movement. It's a yes, you too movement so that mm. um, so that you can be your best self to pour into everyone else. So this is a bit like the, uh, if I can put it this way, it's the analysis whenever you're on the plane, and the stewardess stands up and says, you know, in the event of an emergency, put the, the mask on your face first. Um, I, I was, <laughs> I heard uh, on Instagram, you know, you get all these sort of things on Instagram, don't you? Uh, one lady who was doing the call saying, listen, um, ladies, we know you have children in your life and those children take many forms. <laughs> and, uh, but we're saying put the mask on you first. And if you have more than one, child uh you know uh, with you then you obviously you need to choose which is your favorite and <laughs> it's a very <laughs> funny a very funny announcement but um this is the thing where actually you've got to make sure you're okay um before you start looking uh, out for other people i'm curious where did the 34 minutes come from why 34 yeah so being in the military uh for the, over 21 years i my bags are always packed I'm constantly traveling. I'm always living out of hotel rooms and suitcases. And so what I found is, you know, when I first started working out in the gym before I traveled a lot, um, I would go to these classes and I was the front row. I loved taking group fitness classes and I would take Zumba and I would do back-to-back -back classes and I really enjoyed it. But when I started traveling a lot for the military, I realized that I couldn't always get to a gym. And I couldn't always um, have a membership that I could pay for and actually attend because I was always traveling. And then in the military, we start our days very early. So the culture is like you start class or you start your duty day at, you know, seven o'clock in the morning. Mm -hmm. And then at once the duty day is over, 
you you have camaraderie. So you go to happy hour, dinner, and you know you stay up late and you tell stories and you tell jokes and then you wake up and rinse and repeat. Ninety percent of the population don't actually they they don't schedule a workout. So I need to figure out. Okay, I have to start my day with a workout in in a hotel room. Mm-hmm. So I figured out a thirty minute session that I could do with no equipment from a hotel room. So mm-hmm. I uh, I started doing these, and I then I would get some people together, and everywhere I traveled, I would just say, "Hey, let's go for a group run for thirty minutes, or let's do a workout with some push ups, sit ups, burpees, you know, jumping jacks, run in place, you know, whatever we can do in the short time period." Time period. So with high intensity interval training, which is what my system is, um, so it's a it's short bursts of mm-hmm. high intensity um, interval training, and it, your body cooks like an oven for hours, and you can really maximize the time and the the space that you have to really get the heart heart plumping, the blood mm-hmm. flowing, and the sweat flying everywhere. And I make it fun, so I develop this system. That everywhere I go, I just create get a bunch of people together to like sweat and have fun. And I'm a performer. I'm a professional dancer and a um, former NFL cheerleader. So my energy is up here, and so it's contagious. So it's just I like to get a lot of people together to sweat and have fun and not take ourselves so seriously. Mm-hmm. And so I started traveling all over and doing all these courses. And um, so when all the gyms shut down in uh, March of 2020. I had a friend call me. She's like, "Hey, all the gyms shut down. Can you teach something online?" So I created a Facebook event, and this was before Zoom became popular. I had FreeConferenceCall.com because I had been um, mm-hmm. certified as a coach through FreeConferenceCall.com. I started my online business in 2017. So, okay. um, so yeah, I started teaching and created a, a now a global movement. So I have clients all over the world, and I stream 30 minute sessions three times a week at least everything's recorded and it's a beautiful community so how because i i read in the the bio and i've uh, you know in, in in your notes um crystal and i know in the conversation you had with sadaf the the show's producer um on one hand you were an nfl cheerleader um and you have you know, you've done all these marathons, 26 marathons, 26 marathons for 26 miles. I don't know if that's a coincidence or what, but there's this number of the 26. Um, but on the other hand, it said uh, that you were in a wheelchair. You've had cancer. You have. Uh, so what what we read in the bio is not what I'm I'm seeing now. It's I'm kind of curious as to what happened in, in your story. I suppose that that sort of led you to the wheelchair, but also got you out of the wheelchair? Yes. So in 2005, when I was an NFL cheerleader, I did a runway show for Spirit Halloween Store. And I was a witch and they had me wear these black stiletto shoes with the pointy toes, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I woke up November 1st of 2005 and my right baby toe was bigger than my big toe. It was bright red and I could barely put a shoe on. I was in so much pain. And I went to the doctor and they said, oh, stop wearing those shoes. You're working out too much. Slow down. You know, you're just, you know, mm. it must be a grown toenail. Like, just suck it up. Basically, go away. Yeah. And um, then I started getting pain in my knee. Um, and then it was my other knee, then my shoulders. And then I ended up with a lockjaw for three months. Wow. And 
they didn't know what was wrong with me. And I ended up stalking, stalking my doctors to, to just be like, no, something isn't right. And, um, I was in a pretty toxic relationship uh, with an ex of mine at the time. Um, It was emotionally and physically abusive. So it was a very traumatic time. So I felt very alone and I ended up in a wheelchair for six months while they tried to figure out what was wrong with me. And it was in those moments where I I had just started my military career. I was at the height of my NFL career. I was in my senior year of my undergrad. I had so much going for me, but I realized that inside I was broken. Mm -hmm. And I was not taking my health seriously because I'm a small human and I worked out for five hours a day. Like, of course I'm going to be in shape, but internally I wasn't feeling my, I wasn't fueling my body properly um, Mm -hmm. with the proper nutrition. I looked good. And I showed up, but inside I was, I was hurt. I was, and I didn't feel like I was worthy. I didn't feel like I had a voice. And it wasn't until they tried to kick me out of the military because I had to take chemotherapy, uh, chemotherapy pill, and then steroid injections mm-hmm. and endless amounts of prednisone to be able to even walk. And I gained a lot of weight. Um, so I was miserable. I couldn't move. I was my military career was over. My NFL career was over. I was no longer in shape. I was no longer an athlete. And I had to be on endless amounts of medication for the rest Mm. of my life to be able to walk. Wow. That's pretty, um, that's pretty intense. Uh, and, And this all seems to have happened quite quickly. What was it that caused you to be in the wheelchair, the, the, the large, uh, baby toe a small toe what do they call that anyway what was the condition um they ended up diagnosing me with a really rare form of rheumatoid arthritis okay and at 22 at the age of 22 arthritis isn't really on the radar for doctors right it's it's um pediatric or geriatric it's like when you're really young or when you're really old right Mm -hmm. and so i wasn't on the radar they almost put metal plates in my jaw um, because it, my, my joints were seized up and, um, they, they almost did TMJ surgery. Like, I was in so much pain. I had to crawl, like literally fall out of bed because I couldn't put my two feet down when I got out of bed. And wow. so what you see now is the 34 minutes and this, the confident, energetic mm. self. It's like, I put my two feet down every single morning. Like my mm. life depends on it because there was once a, t- a chance, a time in my life that I wasn't able to do that. Yeah, so, yeah. That's okay. So the it sounds like this was quite a rapid onset of the the disability and the the, the inability to move. Um. Yeah. So, can I ask what NFL team you were cheerleading for? The Buffalo Bills the buffalo bills okay mm-hmm. um you understand there's a friend of mine who is the biggest buffalo's bill fan i have uh, no. yeah, yeah yeah he's um he's because they're the ones with the orange aren't they no red white and blue are they red white am i getting confused then i wonder what team broncos that's it he's a ah, Denver broncos gotcha this is why you should never talk to an english person about nfl <laughs> um so anyway um you're you're with the nfl this all get this whole arthritis thing kicks off in quite a major way, um, and you're also kickstarting your career in the military at the time, and you're in a toxic relationship, and you've got all of this going on, um, and it's at this point 
you realize not only externally is something wrong, but also internally. You, you, I think you use a phrase, you were broken, um, that inside you were broken. What do you mean when you use that phrase broken? So internally, when you say I was broken, what, what does that mean to you? So I didn't feel like I had a voice. I didn't feel like I could stand up for myself. And I certainly wasn't, um, you know, paying attention to the proper hydration and the nutrition and um, the, the appropriate amount of movement and rest and recovery that I now study and help others with, right? Mm. So, um, you know, looking back, I was burned out. I was overwhelmed, overtrained, and I was listening to all the voices uh, in, the he- in my head that were really the people in my life that were toxic. They, were, mm. they weren't on my team. Um, they weren't, they were no good. And so I, I had to stand, start standing up for myself mm. and say, no, there's got to be a better way. There's got to be another way. So what, what was that turning point for you? What kick-started that, that change? Because, I, I mean, I, I, you know, I'm, one, I'm really sorry to hear you're in an abusive relationship. I, 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 can't, I can't imagine what that was like. But my experience with that is they're quite controlling and those voices are always telling you that you're no good. And actually, it's your fault. Uh, whatever it is, it's always your fault, right? And so you're in, these, in this relationship, um, the recovering perfectionist, which I, I love that phrase. Uh, but you're hearing this voice and other toxic voices around you. What was the turning point? What was the, was there an aha moment, you know, for you? Yeah, so there was one when I actually went to the emergency room um, because at one point my left leg had been filled with so much joint fluid uh, that it had extended to my entire leg. So it was extremely uh, swollen and painful. And so I had literally like a kinkle. So, Mm -hmm. so much joint fluid had gone through my whole leg. And I went to the emergency room and this is when they were processing me out of the military. Of course, I wasn't, you know, going to be training for the NFL anymore. But um, the ER nurse there, she um, actually worked on the base. Um, she, I worked with her in the military, and she was there at midnight when I when I was there. And she's mm-hmm. like, something doesn't seem right. And they were just processing my paperwork. They literally put they packed up my um, my office and put it on a cart and put it in the hallway. Like they just replaced me, moved me out. No one checked on me. They were just, they literally put my Christmas lights on it and plugged it in the hallway. And she's like, this doesn't seem right. You're an athlete. Like you, this, something doesn't add up. There's gotta be another way. And so she said, let's, let's look at other means of um, medication and something that isn't as harsh and that isn't disqualifying for you. Mm. And so it was in those moments where I saw a light of hope because my pillbox was this big. I had to have refrigerated injections that I had to put in my ad- abdomen and my quads every other day. Um, and so I just thought that's, I trusted the doctors. That's what I mm. had to do for the rest of my life. And she was the, that voice, that angel that said, no, you're different. Like you're mm. an athlete. This isn't, this doesn't seem right. There's gotta be another way because, yeah. um, so we started getting on uh, different medication. I started reading, um, 
back in 2005, they didn't have the internet really, right? So I didn't have Dr. Google or, you know, Facebook to get on and say, hey, I'm having this problem. Mm. Um, you know, so I read Arthritis for Dummies. Like my mom bought me the, the yellow and black book, Arthritis mm. for Dummies. And I started reading the power of nutrition and anti-inflammatory diets and medication and supplements. And, and you know, now I use the acronym or the, the analogy that our body is like a vehicle and mm. we have to like be a mad scientist with it, just like you are your car, right? Yeah. You have to top off fluids. You have to check the engine. You have to wash it. You have to take care of it. The only thing that you have is the body that you live in. And so it was in those moments where I was really alone. I was shopped for my first apartment in a wheelchair and I just started reading and researching and testing my body to say, okay, what can I do with what I've got? And I worked with my doctors for an entire year. I started moving when it hurt. I started walking um, and then I started running one light post at a time and then one mile at a time. And then I started, then I realized that I was healing from the inside out, from moving and feeling myself with the proper nutrition and getting out of that toxic relationship, standing up for myself and saying, advocating for myself and my health and what's right and it was in those moments that I rebuilt my core and um, my core values, my core posture, my, my internal um, life, and, and obviously how I felt externally as well. And wow. it took an entire year. I got off of all the medication and I started running in 26 miles, 26 marathons, a 50 mile race. And I don't take ibuprofen even now to this day. Well, that's a remarkable turnaround, and well, congratulations uh, would be would be uh, something to say there because that I mean that it's not often you hear those stories. Um, I mean, was the was the prognosis for you, Crystal Lord? Basically, you were going to be wheelchair uh, wheelchair bound. You were going to be um, on that medication pretty much for the rest of your life, according to conventional medicine at the time this all happened they the doctors weren't it sounds like they weren't necessarily giving you a way out it was just like well this is the way it's going to be it turned out it was your friends that said well hang on a minute maybe there's something else that we can do here yes um so what i found especially as an athlete i need athletes as doctors i think that's so important um mm -hmm. when i go into a doctor's office and they are not an athlete uh and nothing against doctors but athletes were were special breed right uh so you tell me to stop running you tell me that i'm never going to be able to move uh or perform again i'm i'm gonna say watch me um mm. so how can we keep moving and bounce back in a way that's healthy to recover in a way to get back to what is somewhat normal for the athlete's mind um, i think is so important and i think i took a lot of people's that they were like Nope, you need to stop moving. Mm. But because a lot of times you don't know unless you've been an athlete, unless you've had injuries and you need to bounce back, um, that there is a safe and healthy way to do it. And it might look a little bit different, but finding alter alternative ways to be able to still fuel the mind and the body in the way that the athlete is uh, is needing um, mm. because it's our, it's our identity. So when you strip that, and that's, you know, I think that's at the core of what really happened is I was losing many identities. I was no longer a girlfriend. 
I was no longer in the NFL and I was no longer going to be an athlete. I was no longer going to be in the military either. So stripped of all of those identities, who Mm. was I? That's such a powerful question, isn't it? Because we, we, I think, unknowingly wrap our identity around what we do uh, so often, especially in the West. Um, and we can wrap our identity around what we've accomplished uh, quite, a, quite easily as well because, you know, it's about um, uh, the, the, a friend of mine, um, Cesar Kalinowski, calls it the do-to-be lie, you know, the stuff that we have to do to be. Um, and uh, it's, it's a really interesting phrase that he uses. But this, so here you are then uh, in your mid, I think you said you're in your mid-20s. Your whole identity then is stripped back because you're no longer, the, like you say, you're no longer the cheerleader, you're no longer the military, you're no longer the, the girlfriend, you're no longer the, the athlete or the dancer. Who were you? So how did you answer that question? How did you start to rebuild that for you? I started, well, I got therapy, that's for sure. I mm-hmm. got help. I started um, really recognizing that I am not alone. Um, so I got help. I asked for help. I got coached. I started moving. And it was through running, though, that I really found myself mm. because it's a lot of time alone in your thoughts, mm-hmm. right? So I was, I would spend I spend hours by myself, you know, and I think a lot of people are afraid of spending those lonely times with themselves and their, and their thoughts, afraid of what could come up. But I've just gotten really good at (laughs) spending that time alone and really just dissecting who am Mm. I down to the core and what have I gone through? What have I grown through and how can I help others, you know, shorten that time period of self doubt and overwhelm to, so they can live a more fulfilling life because um, you know, I think anybody that meditates or, you know, spends some alone time uh, or runs or any individual sport, like I was a runner, a mm. cheerleader, a dancer, none of those, this is a powerful part of my story. None of those sports enabled me to use my voice. And it's ironic that, you know, that pivotal moment of that toxic, you know, abusive relationship, I was choked. Mm. And so I didn't feel like I had a voice and then I certainly didn't have a voice anymore. And now you can't shut me up because I realized (laughs) that I do have a voice and I am a thought leader and I can impact the world with my heart and, you know, the things that I've gone through and the things that I've been able to process internally. Um, Now, fast forward, I'm an emotional intelligence coach and temperament facilitator, right? So I study the brain I study psychology and I put it into the health and wellness space because I've been literally this vessel for many, many years, almost 20 years now. And so I've been studying internally the stress, the trauma and the heartache and the, the worthiness and the identity crisis so that I am so intuitive with my clients to be able to say, Hey, I've been there. Like you, you might see a beautiful, like, woman, you know, petite with a six pack, but I've been in your shoes before. And so I'm able to really meet my clients where they're at to help them move. And, um, and literally down to the breathing and your body language, I can almost to a T know exactly what to say in those moments to help you move Mm. from the self doubt. 
because I've been in the depths of it. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, no kidding, no kidding. And it's uh, well, it's from, can I ask you then this question, uh, Chris? Like, I'm getting very into this conversation. I'm, I have to be honest. Um, if I was to say to you, "Who are you now?" How would you answer that question? I am. Let's see. I am an energetic, powerful woman on a mission to help just serve women so that they can really just live a more fulfilling life and be healthier and happier. And I'm here to literally help people ignite. Mm. Um, I, I truly believe that no matter where I'm at, I, um, I know I bring a smile to people's faces. My energy, mm. my light is, is a true alignment of what I'm put on this earth to do. Um, I am a, you know, a woman of, of God, a child of God. And I do believe it was really in those moments where I, when I aligned everything and I took, I took that, I took the gift. I took the mission, um, that I was put through a lot of these things to be mm. able to serve others. Mm. And so now I literally travel the world. Um, I'm on virtual stages, physical stages. I host retreats now. Um, I help, I just want people to see the beauty of their unique gifts and be happier and healthier and not hold back. It's mm. a great answer. It's a great answer. So if you, knowing what you know now, um, if you, if somehow you know you found yourself twenty years ago, you know back in time, you're wandering the halls of the hospital and you see your your twenty year younger self in the wheelchair, in despair with life and what's going on. What would you say to her? It's going to be okay. You're not alone. It's okay to ask for help, and there are good people out there that will help you. And that will cheer you on. And, um, you know, what you're going through right now is what you're going to grow through later to be able to help others. Mm. Super powerful. What you're going through right now is what you're going to grow through later. I, lo I love that phrase. So how did the, the military get, the military situation sort of get redeemed or turned around? Because you're still in the military yet... Uh, the, the sort of you, you left us hanging where you're, there's a box in the hallway uh, with Christmas tree lights. So I'm kind of curious, what, what's the rest of that journey? Yeah, so I had another angel who, um, you know, in those time periods where, you know, I really didn't feel like I belonged. Um, I am a four, I'm four eleven and three quarters NFL cheerleader. I had just been a wheel, in a wheelchair. Like they kind of moved me out and said, "All right, she's gone." Um, there was another angel that I worked with that took me under her wing. Her name is Melissa. And um, everyone needs a Melissa in their life. Someone that says, and this is where a lot of that, that, um, that message to my 22-year-old self came from. She told me in those moments, she said, I, I hear you. I know you're going through hard things right now, mm. but one day you're going to be a motivational speaker. And I was like, what? No. And every single time I take a stage, every single time I get a new um, opportunity, she's the first one, the first person I text. And she has been my personal and professional cheerleader since then. Mm. And she saw things in me in those moments that when I didn't believe in myself, she believed in me and saw that potential. And she helped me step into that. 
by pushing me, um, by challenging me, by giving me opportunities, by introducing me to uh, new projects, new spaces, new places. And, you know, she has just been an incredible advocate for me. Mm. And I just, I want to be that for everyone else. Like that, just that little angel to say, you know what, this could be possible for you. Mm. And that's how I get to pay it forward with all of my clients. And it's incredible. So how, which is great, uh, Melissa, thank you. Um, so how does that, so just do join the dots for the military for me. Sure. Sorry. She, um, she took me under her wing and I ended up getting promotions and I ended up staying in. I had to go through a five-year process to, I mean, submit all of the documentation from all the doctors and all the medication and to be able to be cleared and fit to continue mm-hmm. to serve. Right. So that was a, a very strenuous process uh, that uh, most people quit, to be honest. Mm. And, you know, of course, I'm a marathon runner. I don't quit anything. Everything I start, I finish. And uh, so I'm very proud of that. And so I finished that and, um, you know, went through my master's and um, ended up going active duty, working full time. And then um, I met my husband. Uh, He was also in the military Mm -hmm. and we met volunteering for a nonprofit. And then we ended up having to move away. So six years ago, I moved away from my full-time career in the military, my life, my family, my friends, everything I knew to a city that I knew no one. So once again, I was stripped of a lot of identity. Mm -hmm. And um, that's when I hired a coach, reached out for help and um, ended up starting my online business uh, six years ago now. So uh, that's that's to piece that puzzle together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, That's great. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. I like to close the circles. I like to understand, you know, how, how the story joins up, as they say. So I like to keep people hanging too. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, that works well. That's part of my charm. <laughs> that works very. And I'm just going to ask more questions. Um, <laughs> that's brilliant. So, so here you are now. You've got your online business. You're helping uh, people all over the world. And, you, you know, you've got an infectious sort of joy and passion around you, haven't you? Which is which is wonderful, actually, and, and lovely. Um, I, I appreciate there might be an obvious answer to this, but let me ask it anyway. In terms of your personal recharge, your personal keeping your, your batteries, obviously there's the internal work that you've been doing with coaches and, and so on and so forth. There's the external work you've been doing over the years. But what is a typical sort of day uh, look like for you in terms of recharge or a typical week or are there certain things that you have to do they're like they're your routine yes so um a couple things i published a the crystal clear life planner um so it's a 90-day action plan to embrace chaos and live a fulfilling life so i start every day by not hitting the snooze button um and starting with gratitude goal setting mm-hmm. and intentions um every single morning um and mapping out my 30 minute workout. So making sure at least 30 minutes of a workout is complete. Um, Also, I published a 30 day habit tracker. So I Mm -hmm. have a set of non-negotiables that that really helps me understand that, okay, today's a good day. I wouldn't Mm -hmm. fire myself today if I accomplished these things. So just a couple of them, just not hitting the snooze button, having a morning workout, doing my journaling and intentions. I meditate each day. Um, I do, I declutter something, whether it be cleaning my office, putting away laundry, 
you know, cleaning out my underwear drawer, whatever it is, you know, like I clean something mm-hmm. every single day um, because I do believe the environment, um, you know, your physical environment impacts your mental yeah, space. Yeah, makes a big difference. Yep. Um, so I do at least three lead generating activities for my business. I read for 10 minutes, um, a present moment with my husband, and then I try to be in bed by 10 o'clock. So um, I track those each and every day to be able to say like, hey, today was a good day. Yeah. And then evening reflections. So I take two minutes in the morning um, of goal setting intentions um, and gratitude, and then 30 minutes of movement. And then the, the, the last part of the 34 minute mindset is two minutes of reflection and celebration in the evening. How did I do today? Did mm-hmm. I do everything I said I was going to do? Because especially as an entrepreneur and as an athlete, like you may have a goal that's three months or three years away and every day is going to be a grind. It's going to be a challenge. And mm-hmm. so really sinking in each day of the, the needle making moves that, that we are accomplishing, um, focusing on, I love to focus on what I have accomplished versus um, what what I have left to do, right? Because I think we can put ourselves in a lot of overwhelm and guilt and shame. Mm. Or, and then that leads to comparison. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm really on my own path and my own journey of one day at a time, one step at a time, uh, you know, like progress instead of perfection. And so um, th- those that's really like what I, how I structure the day. Um, as far as recharge, I nap every day. I make okay. sure that um, I eat every two hours. I'm like an infant, you know, I oh, literally wow. eat every two hours, I nap in the afternoon, and I always have something on the calendar to look forward to. And I think this is super important. Um, you know, many of my clients, they the first, when we do the intake call for my clients, the very first thing I ask is, how are you gonna celebrate when you achieve your goals? Mm. Especially as women, we don't always like celebrate ourselves. We wanna do mm. everything for everyone else, right? So. Yeah. Um, so that sometimes is a very difficult thing. Um, so my husband and I, we always have either a date night planned or a trip planned, or I have a marathon planned. I'm trying to get into London, by the way, so I might see you next year in April. Oh, fantastic. Uh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so that might be number 27. <laughs> and um, so just having that date um, and that carrot, I think is so important um, yeah. to be able to have hope and be going you know looking having something to look forward to in a sense right so that um the days they can be monotonous and they can feel like you're you're just trudging through the the mud but you're moving one day at a time one step closer wow super powerful how do you find um it's interesting i was having this conversation with somebody yesterday about the the celebration aspect of it you know and how for thousands of years people would have big celebratory feasts you know and something was ha- and, and a lot of the feasts that we have now that people celebrate now can be traced back thousands of years you you know you you take the jewish piece uh, the jewish feast passover for example you know this is a celebration some momentous type event um and it's interesting you talk about this putting something in the diary that celebrates the achievement of of something what's been the craziest thing you've done to celebrate achieving a goal i'm, I'm super curious Oh gosh. Uh, so I love going on, uh, beach vacations, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, the craziest thing, well, I'll just tell you a quick story of how I met my husband and I, you know, before him, I maybe like 12, 
13 marathons and I would run a marathon and then I would take an all-inclusive vacation. Now, early on, I didn't have a lot of money, so I would just find like the cheapest place mm -hmm. and I would just like try to find this crazy deal and I would just go travel. And um, so I saved all my money to be able to take these vacations as a, as a, a treat to myself mm -hmm. after the marathon to be able to go to swim up bar and just kick back and hobble around <laughs> as I was recovering. Right. And just kind of give myself that time. And um, so when I met him, he had run a couple half marathons and he's like, I always wanted to run a marathon. And so I told him, I was like, well, uh, I'm running one next month. So if you really want to, you, you really <laughs> want this, then let's do it. So I trained him for his first full marathon in a month. Um, don't recommend that. Uh, I am a marathon coach. I definitely don't recommend that unless you're an athlete and you've mm -hmm. been conditioned. Um, but I got him there safely and I told him, I said, Hey, you want a part of this life? Uh, we're going to go on a vacation. So three months after dating, um, we booked an all-inclusive vacation, uh, and people thought we'd been together for years. And, um, you know, we, that actually that trip brought us together in more ways than one. And it just, um, we basically moved in with each other right after and um, we're gonna be married seven years now. So it's, that was probably a wild trip cause I never would have gone on a right. trip with a stranger. Um, but um, through running, we really grew together really quickly. And um, so it was pretty cool. So I think that was probably the, the, the most impactful one. I liked how you changed the language because I said, what was the craziest one you've done? And, I, and basically what you said was, I went away with my husband. Um. <laughs> well, he broke all my rules. Like I yeah. didn't want anyone in the military or like it just yeah. it wasn't on the radar. And he literally is um, such an amazing man. Um, mm. He's just everything that I could have dreamed of. And so I took a chance and. It Here worked we out. Well, that's lovely to hear. That's lovely to hear. It really is. Crystal, I'm, I'm, I'm aware of the time. And uh, apart from the fact I have a thousand more questions, um, if people want to find out more about you, if they want to connect with you, want to see what you're doing, maybe find out more about your uh, training programs or your coaching or your journals. I mean, you know, the 20,000 things that you've got that people can use. Um, if people want to know more about that, how did that, what's the best way to find out more information? Um, so I'm on all the socials, Krista Laura Cruz. It's K-R-Y-S-T-A-L-O-R-E-C-R-E-W-S. And then my website's KristaLauraCruz.com. Um, so please send me a message. I'd love to connect and just see how I can support you, cheer you on, happy to hop on a call. Um, you know, I'm a real human and I just want to connect and help others. So um, shorten that time period of self-doubt and overwhelm. And so I'm here for you. Sweet Fantastic. Shorten that period of self-doubt and overwhelm. I love that. Uh, listen, uh, Chris Laura, I, honestly, I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed the conversation. There aren't many people that I've met in life that feel like they've been through as much and still come out, you know, with the, the smile that you have, which is lovely to see. Uh, and so thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for sharing. Uh, and uh, congratulations to you and your husband and, uh, you know, for making it this far and, and long may it continue. Thank you. Oh, it's been great. Thank you.
Wonderful. Well, that's a wrap on another invigorating conversation. A massive round of applause to Crystal Laura for joining us uh, and just being totally honest uh, and just loving that, being super inspiring. And a huge thanks again to today's show sponsor, Orion Media. Uh, for all you change makers out there, contemplating podcasting as your new vehicle of marketing, do connect with them at orionmedia.com, A U R I O N media.com. Uh, and remember, Keep pushing to be more. Don't forget to follow the show wherever you get your podcasts from because we've got some more seriously compelling conversations up our sleeve and I don't want you to miss any of them. And in case no one has told you let's uh, told you yet today, let me be the first. You are awesome. Yes, you are. Created awesome. It's just a burden you have to bear. Crystal Laura has to bear it. I have to bear it. And you've got to bear it as well. Now, Push To Be More is brought to you by Orion Media. For transcripts or show notes, swing over to our website, pushtobemore.com. And also, big kudos to the team that makes this show possible, Sadaf Bainon, Tanya Hutzelak, and also a shout out to Josh Edmondson for the incredible theme music. So, from Crystal Laura and from me, thank you so much for joining us. Have an awesome week, wherever you are in the world. I'll see you next time. Bye for now. Thank you.